Welcome to We Will Rank You, a group of high school slash college friends who get together to rank an album's songs from worst to first. Uh, we rotate hosting duties around the four of us, and the host gets to pick the album. So let's quickly introduce the boys. Sam is in Colorado. Say he hello, Sam. I'm in Colorado. My name's Sam. <laughs> Dan is in Northern <laughs> California. Say hello, Dan. I'm just happy to be here, Jim. Thank you. And Adam is in Southern California in that lovely part of the world between L.A. and Santa Barbara. Say hello, Adam. Well, hello. Hello. <laughs> and uh, my name's Jim, and here's my album. The Smiths, The Queen is Dead, their third studio album. G released in June 1986, boys, on Rough Trade Records. 37 minutes long. Ooh. Rolling Stone's top 500 greatest albums of all time. Where did it? Anybody have any guesses? Rolling Stone did a top 500 uh, albums of all time. 37. 37. No way. Oh my God. No way. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 402. Ooh, I'm going to say 212. 212. 218, Adam. Oh my God. <laughs> Excuse me while I wow. get a lottery ticket. Jesus. Jesus. This is why I don't write for Rolling Stone. Uh, this is why I don't write for Rolling Stone. It would have been 37. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new Musical Express, Enemy, Top 100 great, um, Greatest Albums of All Time. Of All Time. This is an article from 2013. Number one. Number one is correct. Got, what was number two? Stone Roses. Ooh. Number Should two was be. Revolver. Oh, number nice, 100 nice. on that list was Hatful of Hollow. Anyway, and, yes. and we always start off these, these <laughs> uh, things. <laughs> we always start off these things uh, with, with this. Adam, what was your relationship with the Smiths at the point that this album comes out? And how deep did you get into it back in the How day? deep was your love, Adam? Well, I think yeah. back, I'm, I'm the, deep, the deepest of loves for Morrissey and, and the boys. Um, I think I'm going to be the least biggest Smiths fan uh, on this podcast, oh, I'm pretty sure. Um, I listened uh, a lot, uh, as two of these other guys listened a lot to 91XFM in San Diego when we were growing up, and they played a lot of Smiths, um, but didn't really go any deeper than the singles, and I never owned a Smiths record, so I just sort of had all oh, my, my friends God. loving them, and I knew a lot of these songs, but I was never like a full-on uh fan so uh, this was kind of an, a little bit of an education and i'm not sure which songs are on which albums as much as i've heard uh kind of all these but you know post uh post this uh album i've had all these times in my life where i would be completely obsessed with their fandom which i just love fandom and mania and morrissey <laughs> fans and talking uh, to people like you or uh people at shows because you know some of my bands played with uh Smith's tribute band, so I got to watch these people just go nice. absolutely nuts for them. Um, and uh, I guess I can get into that more later for uh, some of the uh, some of the songs. But um, I think the the thing that, that Jim mentioned last week uh, was uh, I was wearing a shirt uh, from the Suffered Lads Club, which is uh, basically like a like a gymnasium boys club uh, where the, in in the part of Manchester, where they were from, that they're photographed in front of on the on the back side of the album. I don't even know. Inside, inside it's the inner inner sleeve. Yeah, it's the inner fold up. So that's uh, apparently it's the number three most visited music related uh, tourist attraction in England, third only to Abbey Road and the Cavern Club. Thank you, Salford Lads Club. There it is, Manchester. So, uh, 
they were nice enough to take our picture and tweet about us visiting like it was such a big deal but they they've uh, they had fans that used to write stuff all over it and they finally decided well maybe we should just let these people in and now they've monetized it and you can buy more smith's merch than you can imagine there and they have a whole room dedicated to them and there's nothing wrong with capitalism <laughs> oh boy that's cool not go there yet so it beats penny lane huh apparently Penny Lane's just a long street. There's not really like a. It's not like a strawberry. Oh, but there's, there's a sign. street sign. Yeah, there's a yeah. street sign. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. there's but every business on Penny Lane is Penny Lane Liquor and Penny Lane Barber and Penny Lane this, which is it's kind of hilarious. So. Yeah. That's pretty much where my Smiths stuff. Who's next, Danny? Dan. Well, first I just want to say we we actually got almost five full minutes in before Jim made his first grimace and his first oh my god yeah there's a which lot came when adam on. said that he didn't own a single uh smith's album and just watching your faces during that gym was was phenomenal so <laughs> i'm gonna keep it going i too did not own a single smith's album in high school store-bought i had them taped um, i thought you were gonna say you stole them. you know when you're a high school student <laughs> no that's that's sam's department <laughs> when you're a high school student like you got to manage the budget right so there's the stuff you buy and there's the stuff you tape and the smiths made it into the stuff you tape category oh i'm just i'm just gonna say but i will say when i got into college and was making a little more money then i started buying Smith's albums. Nice. So I did become a Smith's fan. It took a little bit longer. They were more of a um, acquired taste for me. I mean, I I liked the radio stuff, but it, I wasn't a super fan. And over time, my appreciation for them has definitely uh, grown. So had it on tape, taped it off of somebody. I have no idea who. Um, but I I don't remember like that first Smith's moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. I think if you were into alternative music in the '80s, like. You have some Smiths in you. I can't imagine that you don't, most people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Sam. So uh, I was on vacation in San Diego, and we were at a... Um, actually, we were up in Fallbrook at a friend of my parents' house, and their son had a hat full of hollow on vinyl, and they had a stereo hooked up to outside speakers by the jacuzzi. My friend Jeff and I were hanging outside. We put the album on. We put on Hatful of a Hollow, and oh my god, like it was amazing. Um, loved that record. It's still my favorite Smiths record. But um, and then uh, sophomore year, fall of sophomore year, I had a class with Beth Nelson, and she wrote in one of my um, in one of my notebooks some Smiths lyrics that I didn't really understand. It was from Meet His Murder. I didn't really understand what they were from until later and i think i might have asked her or something like that and she said oh it's from the smiths and i went and bought the record meet his murder and absolutely loved it and just i was like completely all in by the time queen is dead came out all my chips were in my friend jeff bought the album um and he's actually not even that big of a music fan i'm i'm the music crazy head but he um he he bought the record i remember listening to it at his house i remember like big mouth strikes again listening to the like that the b-side starting and just a, yeah i was a huge smiths fan as you can see from my collection oh a few podcast listeners can see what he's showing it's just right it's amazing it's all cds but like i've got singles i've got one of those look like roxette to me are you <laughs> I mean, I could that's that's exactly my that. wife's uh that's my wife's copy that's not mine why would i have a rock set right, right. record um 
<laughs> other than it slaps. But okay, finally. But yeah, I love the Smiths. I absolutely finally love the we Smiths. got to a Smiths fan on this call. Okay, good. Smiths um, fan. Same. Super fan. Okay, Sorry. thank you, Sam, for being there for me. Yeah. No, separated at birth. The um, all right. So here's where it starts. A cassette tape, uh, taped uh, the Smiths and Hatful on uh, the other side. Yes. And then I, um, I think I, I I purchased. I didn't tape off a friend. I think I purchased Meet His Murder, and I could not wait for Queen Is Dead to come out. And our friend Scott was the first one to the record store, always buying the latest stuff. Nice. And uh, I remember it was a Saturday morning, and he said, "Dude, meet me at Thrifties, and I'll sell you this album." I just made a huge mistake. <laughs> he went to Lose Records on Friday, <laughs> whatever it was released, and wow. uh, and he made it to Frankly, Mr. Shankly, and he turned it off and <laughs> said, "Here you can have it." Oh and my I, God! Taken my skateboard. I've never, I've never had a more, you know, nerve-wracking skateboard ride down Lippman and up, uh, up, go, um, up uh, Weller Street. You know, with with an album, an LP, and it was the fold out, and I was just enthralled. I couldn't wait to put it on. Yeah, and I was so freaking happy. And we'll talk about the track list, but um, it's just amazing. I, I, you know, that turned in. That was '86, right? So that turned into a show at the San Diego State Amphitheater, and I've nice. told you guys before. Fifth row is my first proper like pit, yep. and and it went off when Morrissey threw his shirt into the crowd, and there was like a fight, and I I was just so I was like I was like wow this is what I thought concerts was about because my first concert Tears for Fears was very very tame in comparison. Nice. And so it was like yes this is what I'm coming for. Nice. And Johnny Marr with the guitar looking right at me. Yeah. Um, at one point, Great at least stuff. I think he was. I'll tell myself <laughs> on my deathbed he was. Um, Wait, Jim, quick question. Yeah. Does Scott regret selling you that album now, or is he still like best? No, he's, $2 he's totally. I mean, he's not going to turn change his mind on Frankly, Mr. Shankly, but he's definitely like, oh my God, there's such great tracks on there. I can't believe you beat me up with that story every time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So, okay, so anyway, needless to say, this is one of the greatest albums of all time. It might be number one, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely worth our t attention here. So, uh, Sam, you're gonna, we're gonna do the Serpentine style. So, Sam through Adam and then back, you know, as we usually do. So, Sam, start us off. The worst track on the album is. <laughs> oh. I love starting this. Uh, <laughs> the worst track on the record is so easy. It's The Queen is Dead. Oh wow, oh, Jim's almost falling over. My God, did yeah. you just say those words? Yes. Are you kidding yes. me? <laughs> it's not good. Do we, do we want to start this over again from the top? Just give me <laughs> one more chance. I can't believe this. Okay. No, it's not going to change. This is going to be a great I, show. Go ahead. I, Go ahead. Yeah, I never listen to it much. Amazing. I never listen okay, to it ahead. much. I appreciate Johnny's wah guitar freak out, um, mm -hmm. and, and and I also appreciate opening the album because this is this is post how soon is now right so like like that this the big epic track is something that they're kind of known for at this point like the, at yes. that song huge massive song opening the album with a six plus minute rocker is a really bold move and i appreciate it but it i just i don't like it like opening with the the take me back to Gerald blighty like that lost me from the jump and so like your friend like you said your friend was like out after mr shankly that was not the case with me but the first song i'm like mm-hmm okay yeah um keep going please oh, that's great didn't love it good explanation love it. love it yeah okay next so uh go ahead 
Uh, Jim is next, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> order. Go ahead, you. Uh, Excellent. I can't Two, believe. Three, four. <laughs> I can't believe. Seriously, I cannot believe that we don't all have the same worst song on the album. Me it's too. definitely, it's definitely Vicar in a tutu. Definitely. This is a <laughs> shocking, shocking transition from Boy with a Thorn in His Side. As that fades out, and I'm going to talk a lot about fade outs tonight. But as that fades out, just that all of a sudden it just jars you, and you're like, well, okay. And I love the train rolling down the track song. I love, I mean, I am on the yeah, Express Kundalini yeah. as we speak. You know what I mean? I love Oh my God. But, great, uh, great reference. Thank you. But, but, but I don't, but I, do, I just don't dig this song. And um, I, I, I'm totally an Anglophile, especially at 15, mm -hmm. going, oh my God, anything British, just give it to me, give it to me. Right. And the, uh, the you know, vicar. I mean, that's a term we don't right. use here, right? And no. I'm like, I'm, no. It's not priest, it's not minister, it's vicar. And, and so I'm totally, it's like spelling color with a U. I'm totally in. I want to Absolutely. I want to go to church with my mom and say, yep. oh, can I talk to the vicar? You know, um, the, uh, but I always, I don't think I knew what a vicar was back then, other than some like, I, I always pictured like Friar Tuck in my head in a tutu. Nice. <laughs> that was me. Okay. Um, yeah. I think anyway, I think I watched enough Monty Python to know what a vicar was, but yeah, there you go. Just, um, that just. is definitely definitely my uh, number ten out of ten. All right, all right, Dan. Yeah, um, I agree wholeheartedly with you that there is an obvious number ten. But you, guys, <laughs> you guys both got it wrong. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so good. The, the clear number 10, and honestly, Jim, I'm going to be totally honest, as much as we often differ, <laughs> when you said that, I really did think we all had the same. Me and too. that song is, Some Girls Are Bigger Than Others, which is the most throwaway for an album that is so meticulously crafted. Wow. That song is just like, uh, do we have <gasps> one more? And oh for an album that, that creates so much atmosphere... At the end, oh my. I don't know. Like we're just, we're just. The lyrics, the song. It's. I mean, it's not a terrible song, but Smith's He's Hall already of Fame, starting this to is turn. Not, like it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this song. Nobody would notice if this song went away. So Dan, I, Dan, I, I Dan. just have to interact, interject really quick. <laughs> it's not only a better song than. Vicar and a Tutu, it's a better song than Queen is Dead. I won't say any more until we get to where I've got it placed on the on the on the record, but wow. Okay. okay. Wow. It does a better Dan. job of the fade in fade out than any any other song. Mm. That's their Dan, you, that, Dan. I might even beg to differ on that, but go ahead. Dan, Dan <laughs> you have you have that line, right? Like the line of uh, I do ha I do have the line and it's higher and, than and, ten. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. Um, funny enough, um, I do agree uh, with someone's opinion of what the worst song on the album is, but strangely enough, it's not Jim, strangely. it's not Dan, it's not Sam, it's our friend Scott Brown, apparently, because my number 10 is, frankly, Mr. Shankly. <laughs> so, well played, Scott. I love um, it. This changed uh, this morning. I, I, I listened a little more to some of the songs that I don't know, like the back of my hand, and I had to do some switching around. So my number 10 was one of the ones you guys picked. I won't say which one yet. Um, but wow. now, um, it's frankly Mr. Shankly. Obviously, um, I'm a big fan of the ska, um, but I think that they did it a lot better on um, 
what is it, A Rush and a Push. Um, mm, off of Strange yeah. Ways. I okay. love, love, love that song. Um, but frankly, I mean, it's maybe it's just the, 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 the play on words and that it comes off a little bit too wacky for them. Um, and I love mm. the way Morrissey uses humor in his lyrics, right. whether it's, you know, super sad over happy music or whatever it is. But in this case, it just didn't really do it for me. So that's my number 10. Um, and that means I'm going to do my number nine too. Is that how we're, we're yeah. winding back? So that's my correct. number nine was number 10 this morning. And that is some girls are bigger than others. Thank you, Dan. Oh my um, God. Knew it. Everything knew it, you said oh about, about, a. a such a not great way to end an album because there's at least three at least three songs on this this album that could have been an amazing epic closer and this one they deliberately early on decided it was going to be the last um song to sort of lull you off is what producer steven street said and i was like when he said that it made me like it it made me like it even less because uh, I knew I had it in the right place, because it was not, it was on my last. And then uh, the more I thought about Frashankly this morning, I'm like, eh. But um, the 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 thing that uh, I'll always be tied to it, um, as as you guys know, I manage the world's only all midget um, Smiths tribute band, Morris. Little person. And little person. Little person. Height challenge uh, band. And their motto is some bands are bigger than others. So if you want to check out that <laughs> band. That's that's their handle at, um, on on Instagram at some bands are bigger than others, and they are, they were photographs at the Software Lads Club. Right, uh, I remember seeing well. those pictures. Um, that picture is the one of the only things I've ever been involved with that went viral, and I had nothing to do with it. They're just they're short, and people seem to like that. So that's my number nine, Dan. Dan, number nine. All right, number I have nine. a prediction with number nine. 10, you know, Jim made the face on 10 when I said some girls, but I, I don't think he's really that upset. I, I believe that's going to be in his bottom three or four. There's no way it's not. But number nine, Jim is going to be legitimately pissed, I think. My number nine, and maybe Sam too, because separated at birth. Probably, number nine yeah. for me is I Know It's Over. Which, you guys know me well <laughs> enough. <laughs> Jim is now shotgunning his next beer. You can't uh, see a face palm on podcast, Sam. You, you um, guys, but I heard it. You guys I'm recording the Zoom. We can put this out. Look, <laughs> you guys know me well enough. A song that is very sort of mellow. I'm gonna even go so far as to call it wispy. It's kind of wispy, and it's it's there, but it it. It just doesn't go anywhere for me. It just doesn't do anything. Wow. It's good atmosphere. It's good atmosphere would make a hell of like a torch. I'd love wow. to see it as like a torch song in like a dimly lit jazz club. But uh, it's, I like the rest of the album too much. I like the rest of the album too much. Nine is, we still haven't you know, hit so. your line. So this is below the line of songs that you think are wow. good. You know, if, so let, yeah, let's, let's go around the horn real quick. What's what's okay. your line, Dan? If the definition of good is like I, I don't miss it if it's not there, then my line is is right here. So in other words, starting with song eight. If this had been okay. an eight no. song album, I wouldn't have missed anything. Okay. Same here, eight songs. All right, I got seven. No, mine's nine. Jim? Mine's nine. The only thing that nah. the only thing I can throw away is Vicar. Everything else is gold. Wow. Uh, my number nine is Big Mouth Strikes Again. Holy. 
Wow. You're, 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 just, you're just trying to be con confrontational. The, it's interesting I because, like, I read the reviews of this, and, like, like people are putting it, like, th number 13 of the best Smith songs. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, it's a no good way. song. That's, it's not that's, that that's good. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, okay, guys, I love Harmony. I mean, this is, you know, I grew up on the Beatles. Uh, I think that one of the best bands in the world and the, and the best harmonies in the world is the Posies. And I just right. want two voices singing every lyric, right? And this album does not have that. This album nope. does not have it, right? Sure except doesn't. for, except for on this song. <laughs> this song has that high, you know. And I, I was reading up on. It, I thought it was like Christy McAuliffe or something, but it's like Morrissey sped up or something. Is the the high voice? Right. Anyway, she did a take um, on it. She did a take yeah, that I they didn't use. It. Yeah, I, I meant to. I meant to look that up. Did, is wait, it wait, anywhere wait, out there? They, she I don't did know. Take that they she, she did a take of Big Mouth doing the backing vocals, and mm -hmm. they scrapped it in favor of Morrissey doing the sped up little. Okay. Anyway, it's yeah, freaking awesome. I love this. This weird. is a freaking jammer. This is a jammer. And um, the middle eight drums, you know, I mean, how long can you freaking go? And then the. I mean, it is so. Um, I think it's just a result of too many times on the radio. You know what I mean? The overplaying that just, I, I don't, I, I mean, every time it's on, I'm not going to change it. Of course, this is a freaking awesome, awesome, awesome song. Huh. It's just not better than the other songs in the album. I uh, have to right. admit, I, I, I started with it somewhat low, and then I had to talk myself out of the overplayed the overplayed mm -hmm. thing because it is you do kind of go in going oh, we've talked about this that before. one again <laughs> but i'm i'm a huge believer in like you got to go back to like when you first heard it if you can you know I, yeah know, I, I think that's the interesting part about this album is what was you know what was your list in 1985 or 86 and then what is it today it's definitely going to be different um all right uh ho 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 ha ha sam so my number nine is jim Vicar in a tutu. And here's what I have to say God. about it. <laughs> initially, initially I said, it's fine, I appreciate the country style lick, but that is wrong. It's the turd <laughs> in a punch bowl of side two. I noticed I didn't have it ripped from, like when I, when I pulled these tracks from my, like my MP3 stash, I noticed that I didn't have it ripped in my MP3 collection, and now I remember why. Putting this yeah. in the middle of the gorgeous triplet of Boy with the Thorn in His Side, um, to, uh, what's, what's the light. next one? There's a light that never goes out, and some girls are bigger than others. Stop. Remove it, and enjoy the flow of side two forevermore. It's yep. like, it just does not fit like wh exactly what you said. It doesn't fit right there. And I mean, it, it's fine, but just maybe as a B side, that's, that's where I'm at. All so right, that's my number, number nine. Eight. My number eight is, and again, I really like this song, no, you don't. but it's just, it just where it fell. Frankly, Mr. Shankly, it's mm -hmm. frankly, Mr. Shankly. It's funny. It's light but harsh and enjoyable so it's a great sing-along and so this is where i want to interject that i feel like this record is the last that 
at last album where Andy Rourke's bass was so upfront and poppy, like popping out at you, and the Smiths were worse for it after this. I, I don't, nice. I, I feel like that I was like, like that. a great signature sound for them. Um, and especially you get it on Frankly, Mr. Shankly. And that's true. After this record, you don't. You And I, and I went and listened, and it's just, he like follows the melody more, and it's just more like in the mix, and it's, like I, I love that that bass being so out front and just like, yeah. And he's a he's a fucking amazing bass player. Oh, it's so fucking good. Good job, man. Excellent. All right. Thanks. Uh, so I'm a number eight, which is never had no one ever. And I'm wondering okay. about you know is this about being a virgin for twenty years? Is this, I don't, you know, or is it just like, I, I, you know, nobody loves me. Um, 20 years, 7 months, and 27 days would place Morrissey when he wrote that lyric at January 18th, 1980. Um, there is a beautiful groove on this thing. It fades yeah. out. Another fade out song. There, there's something about the just getting into a groove and, not, and it can't stop. Um, anyway, I love this freaking song. All right, Dan. You know how I feel about grooves that don't stop. Uh, <laughs> I love them. I love them. So my number eight is not that. My number eight, to keep with the theme, is Frankly Mr. Shankly. Um, right. Frankly Mr. Shankly is... The, one of the main reasons it's not nine or ten is Morrissey. This song is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I love... I just... I, I love his, you know... His, it's basically him insulting over an oompa beat, right? It's almost like a, right. a diss rap track over a oompa beat, but it's all Smiths. It's it's crazy. Um, but I have a major beef with this song, and it's interesting, Adam, because you you said it with um, no. Who was talking about? Uh, oh, Vicar and a tutu coming out of Boy with the Thorns. Sam was talking about that. So my oh, beef is, Queen is dead sets this incredible atmosphere. Agreed. Uh, We'll Not get back to that much. in a minute. The 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 album opener, like we're talking about that manic energy, and you're like, holy shit! Like, what is this album going to be? This is this is unbelievable. This the whole thing is going to go down. It's going to be unlike anything else. And then you go into, frankly, Mr. Shankly. I mean, back to that earlier right. point about this album closer, right? There are literally any of the other songs on this album. I think you could have gone with number two. It would have been a better match. This is a sequencing disaster. Seriously, like I can't <laughs> think of too many worse switches in tone for an album that ultimately is much more like The Queen Is Dead than, frankly, Mr. Shankly. So that's the big beef I hold against it. Um, even though as a standalone song, I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, oh gosh, Sam, you are back just in time to go uh, with your number eight. Uh, Dan no, just it's, uh, talked Dan. to Adam. Oh, I'm no, sorry. It's Adam. Adam. It's which, which Adam. was Dan's? Hey, which, which Dan's Dan's was frankly, was frankly he, Mr. Shankly. Okay. And, he, nice. and he, talked, he talked about the harsh uh, transition between Queen is Dead and It. Go ahead. Terrible. Adam. <laughs> uh, so my number eight is uh, Vicar and a Tutu. Uh, and I initially thought I was going to put this one higher. I've, they, they do that kind of galloping beat um, on other songs, I think, a little better. I like Shakespeare's Sister and I like Death of One's Elbow. Um, but this one never really did as much for me. Um, but it definitely kind of hints uh, towards Morrissey's Rockabilly Leanings later. You know, like the Your Arsenal is yeah. my favorite uh, thing he ever did. And, but um, 
on this one it just doesn't doesn't quite do it as much but it's still kind of a, a ripper so i have that at number eight and then wow. at number Rush seven home, wait 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 rush home ruffians from me murder oh is that also another one that. It, yeah oh, that's, a, that's a really good one it's that's the uh, scratch my name on your arm with a fountain pen one. Oh, it's beautiful all right go ahead <laughs> nice. you're number seven <laughs> so my number seven is uh never had no one ever which um is like it's it's like one verse and then it's just this dirge but it's mm-hmm. such a hypnotic dirge that i don't yeah. even want it to end nice. and there's nothing really it's not like there's some instrument going off it's right just this yeah. it's yeah. just this uh mood and loop, uh whatever you want to call it and it just for, for something that has so little in it I, i'm just kind of surprised but the more i listened to it and i didn't really i'd heard it but not hadn't really listened to it all that much so that that was one that kind of creeped up uh yes from 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 not being a whole lot so that's my nice answer. excellent excellent all right daniel number seven my number seven the boy with the thorn in his side <clears throat> great great song love the song um amazing named song i do want to say that uh in my 20s, I flirted with writing a short story slash screenplay that was called The Boy with the Thorn in His Side. That just, I just felt like that song and that title alone just kind of led you down a whole side alley. Um, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, ultimately, why is it seven versus some of the others? It, it, um, I mean, again, a lot of the songs of the album, they do. They kind of set a tone and they sort of, uh, they just kind of, expand on that and this one just to me doesn't uh doesn't grab me quite as much as as some of the ones above it but um i I find myself hooked on this song all the time and uh singing along yeah absolutely um my number seven is some girls are bigger than others um i absolutely love i love the fade in and fade out and fade back in and i'll tell you why because i remember (laughs) i remember hearing it for the first time and the same thing is take me back to dear old blight you remember hearing it for the first time what the hell is this and and by the way and you want more like whoa 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 whoa, no johnny like turn that shit up you know what do you and, and he does right um and, and here's here i've been doing a lot i've been doing i'm taking off my glasses and i'm rubbing my eyes as i say this guys um i've been doing a lot <laughs> of thinking emotional. about this I've got I've got headphones in on my runs and I'm like listening to this you know album in preparation for this, and and you guys remember Finding Nemo, okay, and you remember the sea turtles, and yeah. I don't know about you, but that was the first time I ever learned about like that there's these currents that make you go faster through you like you can plug into the current you know an Australian current or mm-hmm. whatever it takes you you know, um, and, and that's what this freaking him turning that up it's like these guys get into a groove. And it is just plugging into that freaking that that current, and and that's why so wow. many songs on this album fade out. You can't stop it, man. It is a freaking stone cold groove, and there's no way you're gonna stop. Uh, never had one, never had no one ever. You can't stop that song. You have to fade it yeah. out. This is another one that you have to fade. It, it, there's so many on here. Seventy percent of the songs I looked it up or listened to. Yeah, it, nice. Seventy percent um, of the songs fade out, right? Um, and so I, and you know, when you get to this point, you know, the last song of the album, you're like, yeah, dude, I get, I get why, you know. Um, what else did I say about this one? Oh, 
Um, remember uh, the end of when Harry met Sally, and they play old old Lang Syne, you know, and Harry and Sally get together, right. and Billy Crystal goes, Billy, Billy Crystal goes. What does this song? What mean? does this song mean? My whole, My whole life, I don't know what this song means. Right? <laughs> that some girl, uh, some yeah. girls are bigger than others. My whole life, I don't know what this song means. But I will tell you, it has the best line on the album. That's debatable, I know, but it's also the last line on the album. Send me your pillow, the one that you dream on, and I'll send you mine. The best line <laughs> is the last line of the album. So intimate, so freaking cool. And then there's a minute four left in the song with no lyrics, and it just fades out. Freaking A+. Plus. Stephen Street is right. Great God song. God bless America. <laughs> Great song. Uh, I right. that you mentioned the, the fade out. Because uh, how many songs have a fade out that or fade in, it right. fades out right. right away. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then I saw, saw or heard somewhere that he was trying to simulate a door closing. Yeah, like oh, when you which... open a door and the sound rushes out and then it closes. Yeah. Oh, that's which is crazy. kind of a neat idea, but I've, I've heard that, well, uh, you know, Sam will know that Love Jones did it and other, other bands have done it where you hear, or Bjork did it really good too, where you hear something coming through a wall and then the open it, the door, yeah. door opens it really but they didn't do that they just fade, they just faded it up and down which i was like oh i almost wish it they did more but it's a, it's a cool idea adam Je- jellyfish jellyfish she still loves him don't know who that is <laughs> somebody ahead, had a Sam. theory that um on those uh like on pre-release tracks and stuff like that they would like kind of fuck with the beginning and stuff just to like and they had a theory that that was actually released that way and that maybe the the door opening and closing thing is a retcon because like yeah it it doesn't make any sense to me like it's been done better and could have been done better but um i had the same kind of wonder like why are they doing that but um yeah so which not all right sam I, I just want to say, at the start of the night, I did not expect that during talking about this album, we would reference both Finding Nemo and When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> those, those are not the first two movies I think of, but now I will. So, I make, okay, I make so one other thought. You send me the pillow that you dream on. That's, yeah. um, that's an old, you know that's from an old song. <laughs> it's, um, uh, no. it's, uh, what, uh, I mean, it, I, I know that Dean Martin didn't do it, but that's, send me the pillow that you dream on, and, and, Daniel? okay, well, Dean Martin, Dean Martin, uh. Dino, <laughs> um, but, but it's, it, it's that, it's that great Morrissey tradition of lifting lyrics and, you know, thoughts from other songs and then just incorporating it, so, it, you know, you might think it's theirs or it feels like theirs, but it's, but it's not. And and that's actually part of another song on the record, uh, Cemetery Gates. Mm. But my number seven is Never Had No One Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing that's been said before. The song is essentially over after a minute and 30, but they continue to vamp over Johnny's jangle and twang for another couple of minutes. And it's just so good. It's, it's so good. Yeah. They just lock in and, and it's just, like Adam said, you just wanted to keep it going. Um, Beautiful. So moving on to my number six, Big Mouth Strikes Again is my number six. I thought it would be lower, actually. Um, But, (laughs) yeah. Well, and after hearing Vicar and a Tutu and the Queen is Dead, I was like, well, this isn't that low. (laughs) 
Sorry. Keep throwing punches. You keep bringing up Queen. And it's, okay, go ahead. Um, and I, I first thought it would be lower. Um, I first thought it should be lo- below uh, Mr. Shankly, but um, it's the, the Johnny's riff uh, slash solo. <laughs> Dan after wants to tell the same joke as me. <laughs> Don't we all want to be below Mr. Shankly? But go ahead. <laughs> Zing. Um, but jo- Johnny's riff or slash solo after the first chorus uh, kept pushing it higher and higher. And um, like I said before, yes. like I vividly remember this song being the first song on side two. Um, Johnny's syncopation after the drum solo is also key. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so good. The verses are great. Uh, delivered with wit and vinegar as only uh, Maz could. Like it's it's it it it's the Smiths kind of in a little nutshell, and it's really great. That's Beautiful. really well put. Um, my number six is "Boy with the Thorn in His Side." Um, I love this fucking song. Um, I don't know why there's a melancholy associated with this song in me. I don't know right. what happened in 1986 to me, but there, th- this is the this is the song that the John Hughes movie plays in my head. You know what I mean? Like the, mm. this is that sound. It's just I don't know. Um, I think the B side to this uh, single was "Asleep." And one other song, and I don't know, I can't remember what it was, but I remember having this single and playing the crap out of it. Um, oh wow! Um, and and after all this time, they don't want to believe us. I mean, it, it is the lyrics are great. The yodeling at the yeah. end, you know, he's just vamping, and it's just like, just put a microphone on it and just go. And it, every every. Um, measure is different in his yodeling you know what i mean he, he's never yeah. repeating things you know and it's just an, it's another fade out it's beautiful love it the other b-side is rubber ring by the way rubber ring there you go um all right dan number six number six uh i i think then that leaves me as the highest ranker of vicar in a tutu is that right have we all wow oh my god oh my god i will take i will take country (laughs) i'll take country smiths any day this is so much fun um i don't you guys lost me. I don't, I don't understand what's wrong with this song. It's, the sequencing. It's last. The sequencing is what's wrong with it. And I'm going to give that a word hey, to Franklin Sam, Shankly. Sam, Sam what's <laughs> sequencing? What? Like, like where it is on the album? The sequence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like where, where you put it in the album. That That's Look. why it sucks for me. That's why it stands out and sucks for me. Like I said, it's fine, just not where it is. And that drove it lower for me. And and frankly, Mr. Shankly, for me, is so refreshing after Queen is dead. So like, I, I really appreciate that se- that sequence. I love how deep you've now dug your grave, Sam. Like oh, you're, you're like, the Queen is dead. Cemetery Gates. Um, wow, you're just tying okay. it all together, Dan. This is great. Oh man. Canister canister and banister, like I'm just I'm all in. He can do that rhyme like eight times. And every time I'm like I just love it. No one's done that one before. And Morrissey was like Anyways, um I just uh look, there's nothing overly there's nothing overly brilliant about the song, and yet I'm happy every time it comes on. Every single time it comes on. Fair enough. I'm like, I'm in and That's my mood fair. goes up That's fair. six beats. Yeah. Which how, That's fair. how many Smith songs can you say that about that your mood goes up? Oh. All right. Mo- most of them. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> For me. <laughs> Dan, Dan, we you were getting a lot of head nods and then you ruined it. No, no, it. Anyway, no. Okay. Look, 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 look there's <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a fun song. I okay. love it. 
It's got a beat and you can dance to it. Okay, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> Snappy. Adam's Adam's six. Oh, I mean Adam. I keep doing that. Go ahead. You know, we used to be friends. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so my top six, I could see all of them being somebody's number one. They're all like that good to me. Nice. Uh, so um, my number six is I know it's over. And it is just, it's definitely the most, um, I guess, in fitting with uh, what non-Smiths fans would think of as the Smiths. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. slower, moaning, like, overly <laughs> overly morbid, like the dirt, you know, like, being in a, in a coffin and the dirt falling on your face. Like, that's pretty dark stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, and I, and... It's just so him. <laughs> oh, it's just so you, more yeah. so. Uh, that I, I, I can't yeah, yeah. not love it, you know? Like, for that reason alone, it's, just, it's, it's so him. It's, it, there's not a whole lot going on. It's a pretty mellow, um, yeah. you know, track musically. It's, it's really just about his lyrics on this one, and, it's, yeah. and he, he's... He's he's so Morrissey on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So that's so my that's good. my number six. Um, number five. Uh, speaking of the dirt, is uh, Century Gates, which I I just I love this song so much, and, and it's it's definitely it's the complete opposite. It is so happy, and despite being set in a cemetery, it's not about anything sad he, he's he's excited to go hang out with somebody I, i'm pretty right. sure why well, if you've seen england is mine um he has a female friend before he was famous and they used to hang out and meet at a cemetery so that's that's possibly what, what that was about um there is a place in in la a famous cemetery hollywood forever that morrissey adores um and naturally uh he, even though as, as a kid he panned the Ramones. There's a there's a he had a picture taken of him that went was viral at one point of him like lovingly leaning on Johnny Ramones' grave, and um, he has not played there because uh, they do concerts there. I saw yeah. the lips there, and it's incredible to see shows there. But Johnny Marr has, and holy missed opportunity. He didn't do Cemetery Gates. I guess he's never done it. Uh, oh. But I was like, oh, I mean, like that's such a no brainer. He lived here. Until 2007, I think, is when he moved to Rome. Uh, Morrissey, Morrissey. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, how could you not have played a show at the cemetery where he's now, like, apparently in some interviews said he wants to be buried there. Like, that is just the ultimate to me. Like, I have no desire oh, to see Morrissey God. ever again, except if he played Hollywood Forever Cemetery so I could see him sing that song. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. What, he lives in Rome now? He moved Yeah, I didn't Rome. know that. I thought, I thought he was still in L.A. But, um, wow. You got out. All right, Dan. That's great, Adam. All right, guys. <clears throat> I'm nervous. I'm nervous about this oh one. Oh, God. Here we go. It's Queen is dead. Let's rip it off. No. Let's rip off the Band-Aid. My number five it's is There is a Light decker. That Never Goes Out. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, I mean, I've, I've read enough uh, Smith's lists and all that stuff over time. I know that I am sinning against Smith's orthodoxy. And it's a great song. It's it's number five. The lyrics are phenomenal. I mean, this to me is ground zero of the words with the like the the, yeah. the happy music and the words just you know joyfully being sung about the absolute worst outcomes. Um, and I love all of that. And I love the song. 
there's just four songs better if I'm being honest with myself. So I get it, but I have to admit, every time I saw these Smiths list where it's, this song is always like in the top five of their entire catalog. And I just never, I just never got it being that high as much as I like the song. Fair enough. I totally agree. I I don't know about you, Sam, but I would, I, I could, I could, uh, Sam, I could fill an album with my favorite Smith songs, and I don't know how many on this album make it. But yet, this is uh, such wow. a good album. You know what uh, I mean? Like, oh, interesting. That says a lot about how good their singles are, more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, they're they're an amazing, amazing deep band. Okay. Um, okay. Go ahead, London. Um, go ahead, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> I'm next. Caller. Go ahead. I'm ne- I'm next. So Symmetry Gates is my number five. Is that where we're at? Mm-hmm. Um, this was my number one as a kid, guys. This was <gasps> when I heard this uh, album. This was my number I buy one that. for I sure. Buy that. Yeah. I yeah. I listened it's to poppy. it. I thought it was the best song ever. Um, and then I, re- I also remember, oh my God, I'm getting smarter listening to the Smiths. I mean, Keats and Yates. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go read because of this band. Oscar Wilde, absolutely. Give me. Ne- never read a book. Don't know anything. I, I felt no the same way. I felt the same way listening to the uh, ph- the Philosopher's Drinking Song by Monty Python. <laughs> I have no uh, no idea what Keats or Yates uh, is all about, but God bless this They're song. Great. I loved it. They're fucking um, great. And I'm, I'm more the dizzy whore, I guess, uh, than these guys. But the um, but the, it fades out. It can go forever. The freaking guitar. You could learn to play it really easily as a 15-year-old. Uh, you could never get the, <laughs> the speed and the timing down as well as Johnny, of course, but you could at least give it a go. And this is your entry point into you know playing other songs of this uh album and, and it was freaking awesome and i love this song all right also also uh, when you learn this song then you also know um here's where the story ends by the sundays yes Yay! great call which is also an amazing which is my number one sunday song no no spoiler here. i thought you were gonna say your number one smith song <laughs> what a call unbelievable all right um, uh, bat, now it's sam i'm gonna say it so, correctly now sam so my number five is the boy with the thorn in his side um okay. and my comments are another great sing-along uh because I have great sing-alongs um, uh, all over this record. It's soaring, uh, it keys off the, the desire for love, um, and because we all want love. But one of the things that I was really interested in reading about, not that we all don't want love and switching gears from that, that was a really bad, that was a gear grinder. Um, but I was reading Jeez. about the, um, I was reading the uh, Wikipedia, and they said that they recorded this, the initial recording with Stephen Street was made at a small studio in Manchester and initially it intended as a demo. And then they released it as a single. Like this take, they released wow. as a single because it was wow. that good. And I was, and I like that's one of those reading. It's just like there was something special going on in the studio that day. That that, that yeah. it was just like yeah. they went with this one. Um, I just yeah. I mean, kind of like uh, what Dan was saying. Like the the top five are just super class songs for me. I mm-hmm. don't know. I like. I I think a lot of the songs up here would make uh, like a Top Smith's album for me. Um, but it would, I mean, it would be close. How many songs on there, right? Like 12 songs, 10 right. songs? Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of these would make it. Which brings me to number four. 
um, as a lot of people have said already, Cemetery Gates, another great sing-along, great humor, uh, a cemetery hang with your pal over a sunny boppy tune, um, and he's kind of, kind of ripping on himself uh, a little bit, I think, with um, how much he like takes other lyrics, takes other people's like words and stuff like that, and puts them in his own songs because Oscar Wilde did that. Um, you know, Oscar Wilde was the one that said, uh, "What is it? Uh, Talent borrows, genius steals." Um, mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, so this was, I think, Morrissey mm -hmm. kind of taking the piss on himself a little bit. And Mar below, I mean, I, the music, the fucking music of these guys is mm -hmm. always just so good. And, I mean, when you realize that it was, like, Johnny Marr would go, here, here's a tune, and Morrissey would go, okay, and then, like, come up with lyrics on top of it, you realize that, that I mean, they, they worked so flawlessly together and, you know it wasn't like a like a Lennon McCartney thing where they each had great lyrics and songs and they would bring it each like this was clearly the music was was Mar clearly the lyrics were Morrissey and sometimes they just met just perfectly and this is another one of those examples can 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 I just say that um you're absolutely right. Everything you said is genius. The 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 guy who would later yes, write, can. you know, I wear black. I wear black on the outside because black is how I feel on the I inside. Feel on the inside, yeah. Is is dropping lines like it, it's it starts out. Let's go where we're happy, but then let's go where we're wanted, and I'll meet you. Yeah. You get. I mean, let's go where we're. I mean, that that's to a 15 year old. Jesus Christ. That's, yeah. Uh, that worked. <laughs> that worked a lot. It's great. Okay. Um, awesome. Okay, number. four four jesus uh number four is yeah. i know it's over still i cling i don't know where else. oh sorry um uh i love the song if you're so funny then why are you on your own tonight and then just cycle the through all of the so clevers and you know it, it is it is when it hits love is natural and real but not yes. for you, my love. Not tonight, my... I mean, we are yeah. at a crescendo, and it is going off, and it could go forever. Um, and <laughs> it is not... It is not you're in a grave with some dirt over your face. It's, oh, mother, I can feel the soil falling over my head. And he <laughs> sings it a different way each time. Each time, when he's going wow. off... I mean, it, it, it is... How many... I mean, literally, put a mic in his face and say, okay, Steve... How many times can you sing this in a different way? The same line in a different way. Go. That's a great and, point. And he does it. He does it. And it's just amazing. And it fades out and it could go forever. And I love the song. And it's so Smith's. You're right, Dan. Uh, I just want to say, I feel like I'm in like a Smith's college class with you guys. I'm The amount of <laughs> wisdom I'm absorbing from you professors is inspiring. I love it. Like I've said in the past, I am not changing my order. You're not that convincing, but right. it is a joy to hear you guys. It's a joy to you hear you guys. That's, and that's why I love them more than, than I, I, I would without hearing people loving on them so much. It's totally infectious. And going to see a Morrissey show or a Sweet and Tender Hooligan show uh, in oh. Southern California, the Derby band, is just like, it's, it's, it's unlike anything. Yeah. Well, yes, true, but actually, I'm going to give the credit to Jim and Sam because it's just the way they're talking about the songs that I'm especially loving. Like, yes, they're they're crazy fans, but their genius, despite Jim having never read a book, is impressive. <laughs> yeah, can I yeah. can I say and, and, Adam? And, 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 yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I I, I um, 
came into this going, okay, I can't wait to tell these guys what I think. And then about five minutes before it started, I went, holy shit, this is awesome. I get to hear what they think about these songs. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. the best. That's I'm so excited. the best podcast in the world. I'm so I mean, excited. Even if it wasn't it a podcast. It is kind of interesting because you talk bands and stuff with your friends, of course, but I don't think I had like this in-depth of a conversation about one album with people before we started doing this that's the fun of it you know you kind of yeah, go into this yeah. exhaustive detail and mm-hmm. it's ranked lists which adam and i love right to um, yeah, and, and, yeah. and also i think i think that you guys are are, are in that perfect sweet spot for me of because the, there's a there's a biography um called morrissey and mar the severed alliance and it's shit like that where like every part of their lives is so over dramatized and people put them on a pedestal in a way sometimes that i can't deal with when they're talking about them a little bit too over intellectually like they talk about the trauma of him actually having a job and it's like dude come on you know and i love but i love that too i love i love reading all of it so yeah but but you guys are are you know passion just like yours (laughs) <laughs> all right who's next nice all right you guys <laughs> all right so we are we to at? dan with your number four my number four so look y'all showered all this praise on this song and yet none of you had the guts to rank it this high so i'm just going to do it for you my number four is never had no one ever this okay, song nice. is incredible i mean just yeah. that slow endless relentless just just you know kind of that groove and it's just it feels so heavy like i want to hear like tool cover this song it just feels it just (laughs) feels like it's interesting it almost feels there's times where like the drums and guitar like it feels like one starts to lag behind the other and then sort of catches back up it's just it's like stuck it's like stuck in heavy mud and it can't reach second gear and oh that's great you know those drums those drums come in like all manic but it never i was gonna say the hardest this song hits is the open but bam bam and then it just yeah Boom, yeah. Boom, boom. Oh, it right. washes and out. It yeah. just kind of Love rides it out. And there are times that I had this song higher when I was kind of making this list. But um, yeah, this song's just a joy. And I don't think I would have noticed if it had gone another five minutes. Yeah. I would have been totally fine. Like, just keep riding this yeah. out. This is yeah. all yeah. mood. That's true. You know, it's all mood. Yeah. I agree. I, I feel like after yes. everything Dan sh- says, I should be like, and it's great on drugs. And it's great on drugs. <laughs> right. And it's great on drugs. That's a right. play. That's a Adam, Adam, number four. All right. My number four is Big Mouth Strikes Again. And mm-hmm. uh, like we've talked about, we with a lot of these songs that we've heard a million times, it's hard to, um, to judge it. Uh, sometimes and you had to, you, to kind of take a step back i've never thought oh my god i love this song but then again listening to it f- just to rank it like we do i couldn't deny uh how much power there is on, on the parts that you guys talked about those that drum you know the snare thing in the middle going into that like ticking guitar bit it's just so so great um it's interesting because a lot of the stuff i read and i never thought of this is they were saying that this is you know, Johnny Marr considers this his jumping Jack Flash, and they were definitely going for a Stones thing. I've never wow. thought that even remotely. That's interesting. But, but, but Stephen Street even is like, well, you know, that's why Morrissey's going in the middle. I'm like, oh, wow, I never would have guessed that in a million years. 
They, wow. Um, That's some good stuff. I mean, stuff. everybody loves the Stones, for sure. They, um, semi-famously, the, the, the guitarist from How Soon Is Now was Johnny Marr trying to do um, the Stones version of Bo Diddley's Mona, if you ever, of which I'll, I'll, I'll very nicely fade up right now underneath uh, at a later Thank you, Adam. Um, That's so kind. Here. But, um, You're not supposed to call that song. out. You should just, anyways. <laughs> oh, but, you know, breaking, break, the, break, fourth breaking the fourth wall. Breaking Way it. to go, Gimbal. Um, <laughs> You're still here? Go home. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but funny enough, uh, that my main memory of this song uh, is Jim's dad gave him a bunch of old 45s when I first met him. This is like in 10th grade. And I came over and I made a tape switching between a song from Jim's dad and a song of Jim's. So it'd be like, you know, these nice. old 60s, cool. songs and then something new. And I don't remember what song was right before it, but Big Mouth is on there. And I thought, oh, this is a good song uh, or good tape for me to play in the car with my dad because it has something for both of us. And, and <laughs> Big Mouth comes on, he doesn't say a word, and then right after it is some song like Who Put the Bomp or Blue Moon with a bunch right. of blah, 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 you know, like it's just total nonsensical lyrics. And he says, he, he looks at me and he says, you know, that's, that's a lyric. That Joan of Arc song, that's not music. <laughs> That, that Joan of Arc, of Arc song. It's so <laughs> like the greatest. Great. I'll never forget that for my entire oh life. Oh my god! The kid doesn't so, have it half as bad as Joan of Arc. Love no, oh not god. even a little bit. But yeah, they, oh. like, I mean, it is. It is so. He's so self-aware in this song because he's he's in the press every five seconds, right. talking shit about everyone and everything. He's like, "Ho oh, oh, ho, big mouth strikes again, ha ha," you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. it's great stuff. Uh, so yeah, you know what I you know what I read. Said, you know what, we're on to hang on, hang on, Adam. The the thing that I that I read was um, today was that Joan of Arc with uh, her Walkman starts to melt and then her hearing aid starts to melt is the. Um, he will never get rid of this big mouth. It's going to last from when he's a kid with a Walkman until he's a oh. person with a hearing aid, you know? And I was like, that's, oh. That's oh. a good connection. People yeah, people, <laughs> people are smarter than me. Uh, All right, go ahead. Oh, Sorry, brilliant. Adam. Go ahead, Adam. Sorry. I, there that. was something, uh, and, and maybe one of you two hardcores would know, but there was something where he was wearing a hearing aid on stage for a bit. Like, he, they, there was a fan of his that was... Right hard of hearing and was self-conscious about it so he started wearing a hearing aid uh on stage as a prop so yeah I, I heard i'd read i read that that line was yeah. kind of a nod to heart of their hard of hearing fans but um so yeah whatever uh, that's worth interesting interesting number three um that oh we, we got oh jim jim's still here number to number three. three we're in the top three bronze, yeah. bronze. So, uh, my number three is There is a Light That Never Goes Out. Wow. And I do love this song. Um, it definitely in the overplayed category. Not overplayed, uh, because... And I had to look this up to be sure. 91X did not play this song. T to me, this is like the number one yeah. band favorite of the Smiths. Like it, it, And it's mainly because of the lyrics, but it's just... it's beautiful but um but yeah the to be hit by a double-decker bus is you know to die by your side it's just it's just the greatest mm -hmm. the way he sings it is just so yeah. great and you know when people can't find the humor in, in what he does 
but that's just kind of the ultimate of, of a melody and the sweeping strings behind it and he's singing that is just well and that's and that's the smiths greatest, right is like greatest. you know people talk about like the 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 pope of mope and all that sort of stuff but the humor in it and even in a song like this that's so dark but it, it it's it's somehow it's just like so over the top ridiculous like if a double decker bus crashes into us to die by your side what a heavenly way to die like it's just so oh my god like it's just so so over the top but it's so real it's it's that yeah, juxtaposition it's, it's funny a friend of mine got married in ensenada very um uh very catholic ceremony and the, the priest is speaking in semi-broken english and in one part it was straight out of that line and he's talking about how you would give your life for your partner and you christopher if a bus was hurtling towards Aime, you would jump in front and be killed and Aime, you would jump in front of a button he like made his point to like start over and say this thing about the bus and i was like oh if only morrissey could be here to hear this it was so so great but funny enough getting hit by a double-decker bus is the number one reason and only reason why morissette didn't show up on any uh, dates of their UK tour that I was on with them in 2017. Every single show before Morissette, the All Midget Band was supposed to play. I get a call from their manager that they'd been hit by a bus again before showtime, and it just became nice. a running joke of the tour. They literally wow. never showed up to any of those dates. So, uh, <laughs> oh wow, never trusted. We're gonna, to, we're gonna have to edit that out. Uh, Dan, yeah, that's yeah. gonna be a <laughs> short person. Just, just to clarify though, would you rather have had Morrissey? show up at Hollywood Forever Cemetery or at your friend's Ensenada wedding? Like, you can only have one. You can't keep wishing. He's not Santa Claus, for Christ's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. He's omnipotent. All right, Dan, number three. uh, Yeah, my number three is Cemetery Gates. I'm going to go a little bit higher than you guys. Um, You guys already covered all the reasons. It's... It, it is an incredibly happy song, um, and it just feels very genuine. It also feels to me like the song on the album, uh, I think, Sam, you were saying this about, you know, the music, you know, Johnny Marr brought the music, and Morrissey added the lyrics. This one, more than every other song on the album, just feels like it's just all fit as a single song. Just, it just, it's such a perfectly formed... Yep. Uh, I agree. Just a perfectly formed song altogether, yeah. and the playing makes the singing better, the singing makes the playing better, yep. and it's just... This song changes how I feel while I'm listening to it more than any other song on the album. Like I actually feel the chemicals in my body start to shift. Also, Up more I than thought cemetery. <laughs> I thought cemetery was a perfectly good word until I heard him sing cemetery. And now yeah, cemetery right. sounds like this ugh, this disgusting like American word like cemetery. Right. That's how you and, say and it. spelled. I never want to use the word <laughs> and spelled. It spelled spell it that way. Task. It starts with an S-Y. <laughs> and spelled that right. way. It's not just a pronunciation. Oh, that's so great. So I was saying, Dan, Dan, up more than six points in your mood, because that was the the vicar mark. So this one is above six. That's above six. Okay. That's above six. All yeah, right. exactly. Um, my, bronze You're keeping is, score. my bronze is the freaking excellent tune called yes. Frankly, Mr. Shankly. And let me tell you why. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Whoa. Hold on. I need a second. Okay. Hold on. 
First of all, because you score the album off Scott Brown, that's no, the only no. reason. The, first of all, first of all, we don't use last names here. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, the opening, because there's only Scott one Brown. if you Google. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> my rap name <laughs> hey, uh, the opening guitar strum guys that rich freaking acoustic just ring, and it's after you know it's after queen fades out and you're, you're um, it reminded it, this song the, the theme of it reminds me of Smithers Jones from the jam it reminds me later on of uh, Step in My Office Baby by uh, Step in the Office Baby by uh, Bell and Sebastian. Nice one. It, it's just, it, it's just, I love, I love the whole it, this guy talking to yeah. a boss thing. I love it. Um, I bought in right away. The fifteen-year-old in me loved "You Are a Flatulent Pain in the Ass," or of course, horse or whatever. <laughs> of course, uh, and it's just, <laughs> and it. And, 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 um, this is not anything like anything, but Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me into Catch as a track two, where you're just yeah. like, this just took it. This just took a turn. Catch is nothing like Franklin, nice. I know. But my point is, is like this album is gonna fucking surprise you, and it, because if you yeah. think of like, um, if you think of the end of Meet Is Murder, you know, you, you, we're going a certain barbarism begins at home is what I'm trying to come up with. You know, it, it just grooves base. It's going. It's it's. I don't want to say hard, but you know what I mean. It's it's yeah it's deep. Yeah. Um, and then. And then you mm -hmm. open with Queen, sure. and then you go to Frankly, and I was just like, holy shit. I, I immediately love this fucking song, this album, everything about it. Um, I don't want to like read all the lyrics to you because they're all great, but that's how, that's you do how, want how to. I freaking feel about it. All right. Thank that's a great. Listening to me. That's a great comparison. Kiss, Kiss, Kiss Me came out after this, but that's a great comparison. Like this wild freak out opening song, and then it's like what? And, and like long epic song, and then yeah. you're like what? Perfect, perfect yep. description. That was that's an excellent call out. Well done. My number okay, three. Sam. Bronze medal for me. Some girls are bigger than others. I Woo! love the melody. It's yes. I, I, what yes. melody? Yes. <laughs> melody. What melody? I had no idea that was going to. I love him, Sam. <laughs> Sam, excellent. I love the melody. I love Johnny's guitar work on it. Uh, the bass into the verses is so good. Um, the uh, the 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 open to fade out. It like that doesn't. I don't love it as much as it. It, you know, and it's it's a neat little gimmick, um, but um, but yeah, it's I, like it's one of my favorite songs on the record. It closes the record, and it just it just kind of it fits along with the other ones. Like I was saying, it fits along with "Boy with a Thorn in His Side." There's a light that never goes out. Like if you take "Vicar in a Tutu" out, if you resequence it somehow, and like move "Vicar in a Tutu" to the first to the first side, and then move "I Know It's Over" to the second side, and then have big mouth like maybe like sequence that in there like then that's just like a really great flow but vicar just pops up in there and just like wow but um but yeah some girls I, I i think it's just a great ending album ending vickers are always popping up in tutus in unexpected places right right yeah. it's like the spanish inquisition Excellent. nobody expects it <laughs> <laughs> nobody expects the vicar in a tutu 
Okay, before you my do number, number two, before you do number two, I just want you to know I'm looking at all our lists. I'm writing them down as we go, and I nice. cannot stop thinking about how weird cemetery oh, sounds it. now. So thank you, Dan. Cemetery. That's going to be in my head forever. All right, <laughs> Sam. Right. Number number two. Number right? two is I know it's over. It's oh. a classic sad teen song. Mm. It's another it's another great sing along. The yeah. build is gorgeous and then it pulls back which makes the climax even better. Yeah. Like it's yep. it's just that push and pull and the lyrics. The lyrics on this song do it for me every time. It's so sad. Like it's so easy to laugh, it's so easy to hate. It takes strength to be gentle and kind. Like hearing that again, like like you were saying, like as a 15, 16-year-old, like like you know, it, it takes strength to be gentle and kind. It's like, oh, uh, Dude. wow, he's right. Like you know, like you just—it's that that light bulb moment, and it's so great. Like, and then like, oh, mother, I can feel the soil falling over my head. It's it's that classic sad ass teen thing of like, everything's terrible. I just you know, Dude, but it, but it's just Sam, it's Sam. so soaring and grand. Love is natural and real, but not for you and I, my love. Not for such as you and I. Oh, God. It's, yeah, this, this, some of the best lyrics he's ever done. So this, good. This shit's getting deep right It's now. really good on drugs. So good. All right. Um, Dan. <laughs> Dan. No, it's, it's Jim. Is it me? Jim's oh, number two. Uh, I'm skipping you, over Jim. myself. Well, we don't yeah. need to do me. Take it away. Uh, there is a light is number two. It says you. Okay. okay. We, we are. <laughs> He's celibate. We, we are. We are back from the train ride of Vicar, and we've uh, here we go with there is a light. Um, you know how I said there's no harmony on this uh, on this track. The strings. I mean, on this album, the strings in the chorus here. You know, um, if you can. If you could just hear them in your head, um, they are the the harmony that I crave. You know, um, God, I, I think there is a little bit of me at, at age fifteen that was like, "All right, I'm, I've got my driver's uh, my permit. I'm going to be driving in one one year. Uh, be sixteen soon. I just wanted to play this." And drive down Governor Drive at eleven o'clock at night, you know, with just nothing but street lights, and just be, you know, driving by myself, listening to this car. Um, and I love the uh, in a darkened underpass. I thought, oh God, my chance has come at last. If you can hear the delicate little notes above that, you know, you know, that's the first time you hear that. Um, and then it's over the end when when he just the, the the chorus is only I mean the name of the song is only sung at the end you know there is a light that never comes out that is that is such a great resolution or just you know like why is it called this and then there is a light and it's so satisfying the first time you hear it and it's got those little plinks above it boop 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 and I freaking love it and it repeats to Barry Bobby McCarran it, it repeats to fade. Because it cannot yeah. stop. It is a right. freaking excellent song. That's my number two. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop singing. Love <laughs> it. Love it. Thank you. Great string imitations. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, my number two moved all over this list. Actually, that's not true. Never fell lower than six, but it was it <laughs> was lower. <laughs> and you're what? like, that's not true. <laughs> Don't you lie to me, Urchacher. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, but it ended up in number two, and that song is Big Mouth Strikes Again. Now, look, nice. you guys know me well. 
you know that I am a sucker yeah. for just a fucking single. A single that will withstand the test of time. And so I absolutely love that story about Jumpin' Jack Flash because that is exactly right. Like, they don't write There Is a Light That Never Goes Out thinking it's going to, like, dominate the U.S. charts anyways. Like, but they don't, they're not obsessed with that, which, I, of course, I respect. But there's something about them saying, okay, now we're going to take all of these skills, this morbid sense of humor, the the way Morrissey sings, the instrumentation, those driving drums, and we're just going to create a single for the ages. And to me, that's that's just what Big Mouth Strikes Again is. Nice. Like, it really is timeless once you kind of remove mm-hmm. the layers of overplayed. The one thing that drives me crazy on this song is that harmony thing you were talking no. about, Jim. I can't Terrible. stand the sped up I harmony. Love it. That drives me... If you took that oh, out, God, the song I love would that. be... Stunning. That that that's what could actually pulled this yeah. down. Like that is not aged god. well. That whole little. But other than that, oh my god, this song is. I don't think. I suppose you don't. Yeah, the name's the great. The name of it alone, like I, I big suppose, mouth strikes I suppose again. you don't like oh. Fairy Tale of New York either. <laughs> I mean, not my favorite, but no, no, you know, but there, there is, there's something digital yeah. in that effect. That's the thing that drives I me know. crazy. It's not Christy McCall. It's, there's some little, yeah, yeah. like glitchy thing in it. I don't, you know, right. it's, you can tell All that right. it's processed yeah, and that's indeed. what drives me yeah, crazy. For sure. It's, it's funny because as, as much as it doesn't sound like the Stones to me, the one song it does sound like, and it took me years to figure this out, and it's... We've had it on the list of mashups to do for forever. It sounds a lot like Crazy on You by heart. It's got the same rhythm. Oh wow. It's got a, it's got a really like fast acoustic yep. thing. And you can you can literally play that riff over it. Oh wow, that's a good such one. a great medley. Alright. Do fine. that. You know, that might Someday. even rank it higher, to be honest. And, and that's the funny thing another... that you guys that <laughs> did not like this the overplayedness of this song, but Mr. Colorado Boy never had it overplayed. It was never really? overplayed. We didn't have uh, it on the radio out here. I, well. I feel bad for you. <laughs> it's it's still ranked for me number six. So, you know. But yeah, that that, that was an interesting <laughs> thing for me. No, Adam, it's fine. Take it away. Go. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, is it me? It's you. Okay. So my number two, uh, I thought for sure was going to be my number one, uh, and that is the Queen is dead, and he brought it back to open his sets about 10 years ago and I had a whole new appreciation for it. It is so thunderous the way it starts and Jim hit it on the head with uh, comparing it to The Kiss uh, because it's a total wah-wah workout. It's six minutes plus. I'm, I'm, the only unfortunate thing about it, it's got a little bit too much of that chorus on his guitar, oh. which it's it's pretty rare that you hear his guitar sounding really 80s. It always usually sounds pretty classic by this point, but some of the early stuff too, it's all flanged and chorused, and it's not, it doesn't have the the umph that it could. But he, um, after the Smiths broke up, he was a he was in the Pretenders for um, mm-hmm. right, and they did a bunch of shows opening up for U2, and those were like my holy grail. For a while to find a nice. video of him in front of a stadium crowd with the pretenders playing back on the chain gang but what i didn't realize was that the best part about that is they i don't remember if they opened with it but they did a cover of hendrix's roomful of mirrors 
around that time. Wow. And it's all Wawa, and he is destroying on it. It is so, so good. So I always think of that. But um, yeah, I, I don't get tired of it at all. Um, as, you know, for, for six minutes, it's just so, so good. But interesting, I was talking to my roommate is from Wales, and I was asking him a little bit today about the, the Britishness of it all. Right. And starting the whole album with, uh, you know, this kind of obscure to Americans movie. But there was this whole, uh, you know, tons of British movies that we've never heard about over here. These. Right. Sometimes they're referred to as kitchen sink movies. With Nell and I. With Nell and I, it's a whole different, yeah. Right. Whole different story. But yeah. yeah that kind of stuff and there's so many references and he was telling me about you know these obscure tv shows and movies that some of some lyrics were pinched from and it's it's a wonder that us americans can get into something that's so so british and him just railing on the monarchy didn't right. mean a thing to me when i was 15 no you know but i just watched the crown and it makes a lot more sense now but but Regardless, it's just such a rocker, and it's maybe the most rocking thing they ever did. And well, seeing it live was amazing. So the last time I saw him was on that tour, and he opened with it, and it was just like, yes, this is what I want. Um, excellent. So it's my number yeah. two. Excellent, Adam. Good call on the on the, on the British thing, like um, like you were saying, like uh, like um, God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols no no connection to that at all other than it's just a fucking great song yeah exactly excellent adam number one number one so i do my number one now oh yeah yeah is that right that's you <laughs> yeah you're starting to get <laughs> I've, only, <laughs> I've got computers i've got dogs i've got so many things going on is it my turn yet so uh that leaves uh my number one to be the boy with the thorns wow uh, okay which I love, love, love. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just so majestic sounding, and it's it's really more than anything just about that guitar riff. It is just so beautiful, and the lyrics are interesting and great. And I guess the thorn in his side is what he said is is the music business. So it's him uh, whining about how the music business is giving him a hard time but it's like how can you look in my eyes and and still they don't believe me like you know how do you how do you doubt my sincerity there's so many great little lines but it's really about the the guitar stuff and it was my favorite for a while and then i didn't think about it so much and then i heard um a recording of jeff buckley doing it and it just completely okay i'd like to hear that and it's beautiful and he 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 must be a huge queen is dead fan because he also has done i know it's over but boy with thorn the way he does it it's just so beautiful it's just him and the guitar jay mascus does it jay mascus uh, does it and johnny marr if i recall wow uh he's he's like just an acoustic just john um jay mascus uh, okay. acoustic, acoustic johnny's played with him at some show I'll amazing find out what that is i can't remember what that is but yeah that's cool so, so at that last morrissey show he opened with queen is dead and played thorn so i was more than happy. I was thinking, like, is there any Smith songs that he could play that I would really get excited about? Because I already knew what he'd been playing right. and hadn't thought about it too much. And I was so genuinely happy to see both those songs get played live in front of thousands of adoring oh, that's fans. That's so great. Perfect. All right. My number one. Excellent. Next. Dan. All right. Two quick announcements before my number one. This is like my ad <laughs> slot. Uh, number one, just if we're going to. Sleep talk number about, beds? Uh. <laughs> Live shows. <laughs> That's right. 
There's a special this week code. <laughs> there's. Um, QAnon is dead. Thank you. My favorite Johnny Marr live what? story is that I actually went to go see Paul Weller. And who hops on toward the end of the set but Johnny Marr? And they oh, rip God, into they, town called Coachella. And I was in heaven. Coachella, right? Just, yeah, I've got nice. it. Nice. Uh, That's amazing. Amazing. Beautiful. Amazing. Uh, second thing is, I'm deliriously happy because this is now the second straight show we've done where I have the same number one as Jim, which. The day I have the same number one as Sam, that will be a red letter day. But for Beautiful. now, Jim, that's already amazing. My number one is The Queen is Dead. Uh, in the Hall of Fame as one of the best album openers ever. Like, you put this thing on, take me back to Blighty, brilliant. Just let, you're like, to Jim's point, yep. like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And then that high guitar wail, and get ready, those drums are going to start, and they are <laughs> never going to stop. They are never yes, going to yes. stop. Preach. <laughs> this, this song is like, urgency like you wouldn't like you guys talked about like the wawa and stuff but like the urgency like yes i know it rails against the monarchy but like the image that was always in my head especially as a kid was like running through the streets of the town like announcing the queen is dead and like the shit's gonna go down revolution's about to happen like people are gonna take over the streets like it's going down like that is the image that i had wow uh and i still actually have it still enters my head all the wow. time this song is just like a call to arms and the intensity is just so high and i love my intensity so yeah, so would it would it would it would not it a hard hurt decision. the song at all if i mentioned that the uh the toms the drums the bam, bam, ba -da -ba -da -ba, is a sample they i mean like they, they sampled it and repeated it does that it's a loop oh right it's yeah, a, I, loop. a loop thank you thank you that somewhere no it. it's 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 fine i mean I'm not trying I, to ruin I've known it. That for most of the time, I knew the song, but uh, no, it's no, okay. it's fine. The guy's forearms. My Joyce played those drums. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> played that the whole time. Uh, does not ruin it. It's it's point of order. Just, Mike Joyce yeah, played those drums, though, right? I mean, we're not saying he, they. It's a sample from. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, right. No, no, no. Yeah, it, it was it was a loop. No, no it's it's an old yeah. James. It's an old James Brown. <laughs> uh, it's the funky drummer beat. Someone, someone call Ringo because Mike just yeah. handle this one. <laughs> um, nice. Dan Buchacho, you're you're a genius. Um, so take me back to dear old Blighty. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what Blighty was. Only later I find find out it's you know England. I I I cannot tell you how British and cool that was to my 15 year old ear. Um, uh, then the drums, then the bass. Um, it is fucking moving right away, and this song can go on forever. I wrote down in my notes, "Groove is in the heart." Um, uh, at the end, at the end of this thing, you're like, "Wait, that was only track one? Like, like that, that was a tour de force?" I swear to God, that's the whole album, and that was only track one. Um, there are so many cool. Uh, parts of this that I'm trying to remember what you know I, I thought back then instead of what I think now and I think that my favorite line was I heard you and you cannot sing I said that's nothing you should hear me play piano I thought that was so fucking cool and just beautiful <laughs> and, 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 and I and I, t I timed this today um, there's a minute 53 left in the track when the last lyrics are sung there you have a you have almost two minutes left to go and you're telling me that that i mean you know that um 
uh, John Squire and company uh, are are hearing this from in Manchester, going, <laughs> "Okay, fools <laughs> gold, and I am the resurrection are going to have the same freaking. We're going to go four minutes each, you know." Um, <laughs> it, it is. The oh, ending yeah. just kind of just it just kind of it, it ends out you know the ending is and it breaks down you know and but it right. could yeah. go forever I'm counting that as a fade out I swear to God um, and it's the best <laughs> song in the album and I did not know it was when I, I started this project but it is nice. all right ladies and wow. gentlemen it's up to Sam wait one last thing yeah. one last thing on that really quick. What instrument is that at the end? Those three notes that keep like repeating. Oh, I just love that. Sounds like you're singing. Like what is that? Union City Blue by Blondie. It almost sounds like a like a dulcimer, almost. It's yeah. Yeah, I was like, it's harp meets sitar. Dulcimer is an interesting idea. Oh, anyways, those three notes just repeated over and over at the end. Oh, so good. They deserve. They deserve. I'm gonna let you guys have that. That's great Thanks, that you guys Sam. are so hype on it. That's that's wonderful. The disparity in this country from the <laughs> we're so polarized. Yeah, as a Smiths fan, you gotta and love my, it. My number one's an easy one. Um, you know, and, and I've I've obviously not said it. Everybody else has said it. There is a light that never goes out. Um, it's the the double decker bus line is classic sad teen. It's another great sing along. Like it's just um, it just you know like these do like these rankings do it just kind of worked its way up above the others and um you know maybe on a different day it would be i know it's over um maybe on a different day it would be boy with a thorn in his side but i mean for the most part like there's there's only a few songs that it's going to be for me and this one just um just kind of made it to the top and it's funny because like you know listening to everybody else talk about their um their number ones and their top songs like i start to like think like oh it's like did I, do i really love it that much but kind of like dan was saying like you you know you feel like your chemistry change when you when it's on and it's just like the take me out tonight like anywhere i don't care it, it, it's it, you know it, it's it's just that feeling you can feel it kind of well up in you especially like as a teenager it's so just good. that anywhere i don't care just take me out just like yeah. let's go and i just want to be with you and i don't care yeah. if i die with you because this is perfect and it's it's but it's it and he he says it but he doesn't yeah. say it and it's just and it just like soars and then it and it just like drifts away to to fade out and it's yeah it's great it's great for me it's my number one we're home excellent oh my god okay that is excellent, excellent. Wow. i will uh I will email you boys the uh, the final list. Um, so that's the end of Queen is Dead, and now it's on to the next album, which, uh, as we rotate through hosts, Dan, you are the next host. Could you tell us what's I'm going so on? I'm so excited, guys. So look, um, I set up a couple of criteria, because you got to set up criteria before you make a <laughs> Charts and graphs. Like this. Charts and graphs. And uh, <laughs> that's right. Criteria number one was, I want to try to match exactly what happened tonight, which is everybody's lists are dramatically different so that's got to be an album that goes deep it's got a lot of great cuts that's number one jim looks so worried no that's good i i i I was worried now i'm okay okay go ahead decision piece number two is um i wanted to pick an album that i honestly wasn't sure how any of you felt about it like i'm pretty sure you all know (laughs) he's he's got he's having in excess flashbacks you gotta give him that (laughs) 
Because I know some people that love this album, and I know some people that absolutely roll their eyes overall at the idea of this artist. And then the third You're thing was, I said, you know what, guys? It is time to get out of the 80s. Yes. Can we at least move ourselves into the 90s? <laughs> Why on we earth are, are you on this? Oh, no. We are moving past oh, our oh, no. city block. We're going right. to go explore a little bit deeper. <laughs> oh, God. 1997. Ooh. I talk, of course, about Spice by the Spice Girls. Yes. I'm in. I'm totally kidding. Damn you. Don't worry. God, thank uh, God. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> My my Listen, Apple Watch says on, I'm an AFib, you guys. <laughs> Adam is a huge Spice Girls fan, and I swear to God, you guys set this up before. I knew Adam would bite on that. I okay, knew Adam would bite on that. Our uh, my next pick, guys, is so until two weeks ago, I had no idea how anyone felt. Now I'm feeling oh better my because my pick is Radiohead. Okay, computer. Okay, computer. <laughs> Yes, wow. yes, you beauty, get in. Wow. Love it. Thank you. Because here's the thing. Yes. The Smiths are sad. Songs will be sung about you. The Smiths are sad with a sense of humor. Tom York is like, guys, that shit's not funny. <laughs> Life is not funny. It's all terrible. So let's take it one step lower. Let's go for really like the deep. Let, let's get deep into it. I will now. say That's that it's my for. fourth favorite Radiohead record, and I've listened <gasps> to five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's already started. It has gloves are it, off, that motherfuckers. It's not like, hey, Adam, note for the editor, drop it right there. And everyone's going to tune into the next. Because what the hell do you go for? I know, exactly. Sam, Sam, as you're preparing for this, headphones are absolutely crucial. Oh, yeah. Crucial. Uh, yeah. A thousand percent. Dan, this, this I is am one so of those. impressed Jim is with pumped. God. Jim is pumped. God, <laughs> let's go. I'm, I feel fitter, I'm pumped. happier. I had to keep telling myself to focus. When I, once I decided, I had to keep telling nice. myself to focus on creativity. <laughs> I got that excited. Great. Awesome. Love it. All right. So, as Jim said last time, yeah. study up. Guys, that was fun. Thank you for doing that with me. Yeah, Everybody thanks for choosing it. Yeah, fun one. Super fun. I, 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 I thought, well, you know, there's only 10 songs on this album, so maybe it'll be, uh, we'll finally get one under an hour, but I knew that we, since we all had such strong opinions yeah. on it, it's, we're, we're now over 90 minutes, and, and that's totally fine. Oh, because no. That's what, because that's really? what this deserves. If you cut up my, if you cut up my bathroom Too breaks, it, it's like only like five minutes. I was going to extend those, but whatever. Now, <laughs> I hope, uh, Adam, at the end of this, you are going to fade this episode out, right? Because I feel like that's the <laughs> I would never, ever, ever, ever do that. Please follow We Will Rank You at We Will Rank You Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and let us know how you would rank tonight's tunes. Sam writes about music on the web at yourolderbrother.com, facebook.com slash yourolderbrother, and on Twitter at olderbrothersam. You can find Adam's music page on Facebook and WordPress at yourdoinggreat.com. That's Y-E-R-D-O-I-N, he said in third person. Please subscribe, rank, and review our show on your favorite pod of a jig, and send us a note with suggestions and high praise to wewillrankyoupod at gmail.com or via you know what you should have done.com.